0: Sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there. You're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Jelanić.
1: Well, welcome to The Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we are talking about choosing your relationship coaching clients. Usually it sounds the other way around, right? Like clients choose you. So this is going to be geared more uh, for a show towards relationship coaching, sex and intimacy coaching, because I find that we come across some maybe different challenges than life coaches come across, and where maybe holistic health coaches come across. Although I do work as also as a holistic health um, coach, but as a practitioner as well. So these are some of the circumstances that we have that are different is that one of the things that is different is that we have this, this, sometimes this issue that as sex and intimacy coaches, people think that we offer sex and that just isn't the case. So I know that a lot of times when people hear sex and intimacy coach. So like, what do you do? Do you like teach people how to masturbate? I'm like, I can, if that's what they need. So it's not that I will do it for you, but I can give you tips and tools and videos and other things that will help with that. So that is a little different, right? I'm not actually a sex worker. Oh, that's a surprise. That may be a surprise to a lot of you. So surprise, that's not actually my job. So for those of you who are listening tonight who are also uh, sex and intimacy coaches who are also relationship coaches and you find that you come across a lot of strange things in your business I get it. Now in a lot of different things and I've looked up like information on how do you how do you choose a coach? There's loads of information out there on how to choose a coach. There's loads of information out there on how as a coach some questions that you can and should ask your clients before engaging with them or deciding that, you know, the relationship can actually work. And there are usually some five, you know, main questions you ask somebody, which is, you know, what are your long-term goals? What are some of the things you're struggling with? What are some of your targets? What are some of the things like you feel like you're stuck on? This is some common ones, right? And those are like really common good questions to ask before figuring out whether the relationship works. However, as a sex and intimacy coach, we do have bigger challenges. So some of the things that I'm going to be talking about today will be more geared towards that. And because of that, I also think that um, this show in particular, you might, even as a different coach, like as a life coach or as a business coach, you might find you relate. Um, Although I don't know how many business coaches have actually had people approach them and say, So like coaching, does that mean you have sex with me? Because business coaching usually doesn't have that same stigma attached to it. So there is a bit of a difference that we're talking about today. And for for a lot of people, when they're also just starting out in business, and and I, I recognized the other day that I started out in business, in my own business, developing my own business 25 years ago. So this, I believe it was, it'll be um, in 2022, it'll be my 25th anniversary of business. And at first, you pretty much say yes to everybody and anybody, because you're just like, yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) I'll do whatever it takes. So mind you, when I first started out, I was not a sex and intimacy coach. I was working on doing energy work and I did readings and that's what I started doing. 25 years ago, publicly, I did it privately um, as something that I knew how to do as something that I was capable of doing, but not something that I had trained in or went public with and hung the shingle up. So 25 years ago, um, as of 2022, I hung the shingle up. And at first, yes, I said yes to everybody. And as time goes on, and as business develops, you get to become a little bit more discerning. And some of the things that, as I became more discerning, I realized were actually valuable things to become discerning about, maybe earlier on. And why I say that is that, as I became more discerning, I realized that the people who were choosing me, and that I was choosing back, were a really good fit. And that we had, we have way more rapport, and we also have way more results. So... Some of the things that as a sex and intimacy coach I look for in people is people who can actually hear what I'm saying. That really helps. I know that sounds obvious, but one of the things I look for is that people can actually hear what I'm saying. I say that because I do have people who will press things like sending me messages and going, oh yeah, so like that was like really hot what you did. And I just wondered like, am I ever going to get to have sex with you? And I'm like, okay, so that's not actually my work. If you're looking for like somebody to have surrogate, be your surrogate sex um, coach, that's different. If you're looking for somebody to have sex with you from the position of paid sex, that's different. If you're looking for a somatic sexual body worker, that sometimes occurs, but that's not sex. That's uh, there's a difference there too. Sexual somatic bodywork is different than sex. So it's really important as a coach to be clear with your clients so that they are not feeling like they are being misled. And it's really important as a coach to be really clear on what you offer. so that you're not putting yourself into situations that can be in harm's way or where, you know, you're doing harm to your body physically, but also mentally doing harm to yourself as well, like putting yourself into a position of abuse or something. So one of the things that I find key in all coaching and in all healing work is that you've done some of it yourself. So as a coach, too, that one of the things I would highly recommend is that you get coaching, you get coaching in the field that you're coaching, You also get coaching in other fields. You experience different types of work. And because of the work that I do, I also work with people in in the health field from holistic health perspective. um, I I try to learn as many things as possible, the most um, effectively and dynamically as I possibly can to add to my work. So as a coach, what I look for in somebody who values that And how do you know if somebody values you is, to me, is when they actually do what you have set out as their tasks to do for the week tasks, ideas, exercises, whatever you want to call it, homework, home play. I don't care what you call it. It's the stuff you send your clients home to try out. Now, I do have experience with people who don't do that. I actually had that experience this morning when I was talking to somebody, and uh, where I had just two weeks ago said, You're going to do, uh, so what I have you set up here to do is we're going to start to learn about some things around getting your body to calm down. And key thing here is to learn how to breathe. And so I gave them options. Try one of these for several days and do this for five to 10 minutes a day. Now, this sounds like a really, really simple instruction, but let me tell you, this instruction was incredibly difficult for this person. And I said, look, I can either charge you a lot more money to give you a lot more information that you're not following because you're not even following this one tiny instruction, or I can drop you right now. And they were like, what? I'm like, yes, I'm willing to actually let you go. I'm willing to, as your coach, not only let you go, I'm willing to watch you fail and I'm willing to watch you drown. Why? Because I know what you're capable of and I know that you're not choosing it. So as a coach, you also have to be willing to step away when somebody's not willing to put their effort into whatever they need to be doing. And sometimes that can be tricky because you might be like, well, this person's like really on the edge. Yes, they might really be on the edge. And that edge can have them stepping into something different, stepping away from it or staying exactly where they are. And it's okay if they do. But if you're coaching somebody who's staying exactly where they're at and nothing is changing, you're not doing them any favors and you're not doing you any favors because you don't grow as a coach when you have clients who do not actually have any dynamic shifts, changes or choices or creations in their life. You grow as a coach when you see your tools in action working. So, you, you know, ideally you like to work with people who can hear you. That's number one. And, you know, when I talk about, you know, sex and intimacy, the number one I talk about is communication. So a lot of things that I talk about with sex and intimacy in general also reply to the coaching relationship. Communication is key. If you can hear your client and their wants and needs and they can hear what you're doing with them in terms of ideas or giving them tools or instruction or whatever, Excellent. And if you can't hear them, sometimes you can't hear them because, you know, there's two reasons. You could be having your own stuff come up. So you need to go work on that yourself. It could be something of a block. De- it could be triggering trauma. So you can't even hear what they're telling you. Sometimes there's that. And then sometimes what can be occurring too is that you might have a situation where, um, you know, you can't hear them because, or they can't hear you, mostly because you you can't even be present with the person. That's another part of it. Like, that person is not listening, so what's the point? Um, and the tools might not work. You just might not be a fit, and that's okay, too. You might have started out as a fit, and then the relationship changes, and you're no longer a fit. So why that can change is that sometimes the underlying things that they hadn't been saying start to come out and sometimes those underlying things are what i really came here for was i was hoping that you would like actually change your mind and you would have sex with me i've had people say that before (laughs) so i'm like okay that was never the deal and i get that that was your underlying situation however let me reiterate that's not going to happen, my friend. All right. So as a coach, especially as a sex and intimacy coach or a relationship coach, especially when you're working with people in um, as a sex educator, you have to be clear on the boundary that you are not having sex with them. You're not actually a paid sex worker. That is a whole other field. And I totally respect that field. That's not what I'm trained in. So even though I respect it and I say it all the time, that doesn't mean I am that. I know you guys think that I have these like things that I'm saying, like secret message, just say that I, I listened or saw the show where you said you respect that. Does that mean you're into that? The answer is no, 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 no. Even though the ongoing joke with my husband and I is that, that we have an agreement and that nobody has ever been able to come up with money that is required for that to happen so if and when somebody's full of stash of cash and they have no stds and they fit on they check all the check marks and there's like a lot of check marks to check i might consider it i might but there's a lot of check marks to check so i highly doubt it (laughs) so it's number one thing is you have to you absolutely have to be willing to hear your clients as a coach and have your clients hear you So if they don't understand the language that you're speaking, and I'm not talking, I speak English, they speak Portuguese or something like that. It's the way that you present the information. And if they can't quite jive with the way you present, that might not be a fit. And it's okay. And, you know, there's so many other people in our fields. And how great would it be that, you know, we just create an amazing directory of people that we respect and love. And that we can redirect people to the people who work uh, well for them for that moment. It could be just like, hey, try this for this moment because I feel like this is a better fit and go talk to them and see what occurs. Uh, That can be a really beautiful uh, thing to experience. So I know that we have so many, so many other things to be talking about on this show as well, because this is something where I find there's no information Out there, Um, I can't say no information. I know some of our coaches on Inspired Choices Network have talked about this, like how to pick a client. Um, For some reason, we seem to be one of the only platforms that talk about this, as if if that's not an option for clients, uh, for coaches to pick the client, but only for clients to pick the coach. It's actually a two way street, It's, it's like a relationship, it's a coaching client relationship so maybe we're unique in that way because all the coaches that i know on here have the same perspective on that we are we all look at it as a relationship it's the same as being hired in a job it you know you could be hired you might not want the job so you say no and you might really want the job and they say no to you it's got to be a two way street so we're heading to our commercial break but before we do for those of you listening live on Facebook, you know what, if you join us over an in Inspire Choices Network, not only can you join us in the chat room and ask me questions, you can also listen in if you just want to in the background. And you can also, if you're just like, yeah, I really like this 15 minutes, you can just go over to Inspire Choices Network and check out some of my other 300 different um podcasts that i have too and you can always come back to this one later if you like but i'd love to have you live in the chat room with me so come on over to inspired choices network join me in the chat room right in the recording studio you'll actually get to be part of it and if you do have questions you can write them in there you can even come on and say them to me if you like so i'd love to hear from you guys if you are sex and intimacy coaches and relationship coaches and you have some ideas too that you'd like to share on here i'd love to hear from you so please come on in so you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial.
0: Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Jelinich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at Inspired This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at Inspired You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about coaching and also not just coaching. When we're talking to coaches, sex and intimacy and relationship coaches. And like, what do we need to look for in our clients? So number one was somebody who can actually hear us, somebody who's, who can understand the language that we're communicating in and understand the tools that we give them, appreciate the tools and understand them. And the next part is honoring time. And so honor for me is interesting. I realized that as I was looking at these, that they they actually have a lot to do with all the qualities of intimacy that I really like as well. So they'll probably come up randomly and I'll probably describe them slightly differently though than I have regarding relationships. So honor in this case is For me, honoring time. So, you know, when you have somebody who, um, you know, has shows up constantly like uh, 30 minutes late, 45 minutes late, and there's like 15 minutes left of their session and they're constantly apologizing, um, they might not want to be there. And that's okay, too. And so, you know, if that happens once, that happens sometimes, right? Traffic, whatever, that happens twice, especially if they're coming live, right? That'll happen. Sometimes the internet drops off too. So I usually give people a few chances, but on the, first, on the first chance, I do say, like, if this is something you really want, let's make sure that we put this in a time that you can make it and you can make it here with ease and you're not sweating and you're not worried. So let's get this to work for you. And then when we get it in a time that works for them, if that happens again, then I reiterate, look, if this isn't working, we're going to try once more. And if that doesn't work, then I usually give them a break. Sometimes I'll give them a break for months. Um, I mostly give them a break because maybe I'm not working for them. And that's okay. And I have had people go, no, 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 you really do. I'm like, if I really do work for you, then you really need to show the F up. And now show the F up. It's kind of cuckoo. So. I think what one of the other things that I mean with honoring time is that you as a coach also need to learn to honor time too. And I say that personally because that's something that I um, have struggled with in my own practice where I will like overgive in terms of like overgive my time, constantly do that. Um, and it's really really an integral to having a functioning business to not overgive. Even if you have the time and space to do it, it's so that you know that this is the time allotment you have, this is what you've scheduled for, this is what the person is actually looking for is this much time. Maybe they have something to do afterwards. And they need to get to it. So it's important to honor your their time as well as your time. And so when it comes to those time slots that, you know, if, if it really is like they came in 45 minutes to the, into the hour and there's only 15 minutes left and they still want that 15 minutes, honor that as they've had their hour and actually charge for that hour. Is that a little much for you guys, charging for the hour? <laughs> so if it is a little much, I get that. Um, it is something to practice, say, well, you did schedule for the hour. Um, whether you were here or not for the hour, this is my time. And this is what I charge for this time that you scheduled in that I could actually have scheduled somebody else. And I find that the, the more hours that I'm doing where I'm working like eight or 10 hours a day with people, that if I don't honor that, I find that I build a resentment in the relationship towards them. So it's actually required in order to keep things straight and keep things uh, clear for me is to honor my time and theirs by saying, this is the time slot. This is, this is what the price is for that time slot. So oftentimes, yes, there's a a mention in the chat room that um, people who often don't honor the time have a hard time honoring themselves in their life. And that is, very true. So if they, you know, that's some of the qualities that when that happens the first time or second time, that will usually be my go-to for the next coaching is like honoring yourself and honoring others. And then they're like, what, what I do that? I'm like, do you, (laughs) let's just check on some of your track record. Okay, cool. Look, there's this trend, it's a track record trend where, yeah, you showed up late and late and late. Yeah. And sometimes there will, people will like argue with you and sometimes not. Sometimes people are very generous and they will actually say, look, I'm really sorry. I didn't make it. I'm going to pay you for your time. The very first time that happened for me, I actually stopped for about an hour and a half, not in my life in general, but I put that, I put the chat on pause. It was like via text that the person couldn't come and they said, look, I'm going to pay you for this. I couldn't make it. This happened and and this. And there's like, And I want to honor your time. So I'm going to pay you, even though I couldn't make it. This was several years ago. And I went, hmm. And I sat with that for like an hour and a half doing like, is that okay? Like, you know, I understand like the financial position there and blah, 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 blah. And then I asked a bunch of questions. That's actually what I did. And I asked, if I choose to receive this money from this person, what will my life be like in five years, 10 years, 25 years, 500 years? And if I don't choose to receive this money, what will my life be like? And it was actually far more um, conducive to my life, to creating the life I'm looking to create, to say yes to it. And there have been maybe one or two times where the answer to that is, no, it's okay. You can catch me another time. So it's, it's more interesting as a coach for me to be able to honor my time and to stick with those timelines because it's, um, it's something that I found that I really, I really admire in people when they say like, this class will be 90 minutes and they stick to 90 minutes. I really love that. And I had the tendency of saying this class will be 90 minutes and then offer two hours. And then people were like getting exhausted. And I'm like, yeah, there's something that when you tell people it's this much time, their bodies get ready for that time <laughs> and not more than that. <laughs> so um, it, it, it has been quite a learning lesson because I did have this, I did have, and I'm working through this tendency of over giving, um, in order to, you know, make sure people get their value. Uh, although most people usually get their value in the first 12 and a half seconds of my coaching, um, I still like to give more. <laughs> so, so it, yes, there's an agreement that, yes, it's very exhausting when people don't stick to the timeline. So sometimes the tools will come out, like whatever's required in the coaching will usually come out in the first 15 or 20 minutes. However, the nature of our brains is that we need, re- need to hear it in, uh, repetitively, right? So sometimes there's a lot of reiteration. I've actually worked with people for years who I've reiterated and reiterated um, certain tools repeatedly, like, okay, remember this. And, and then I'll even um, switch the tools up a bit so that there's like a differentiation in them. And they'll be like, wow, that's so new. I'm like, wow, I just like switched one one word in there and you could hear it. So uh, it's important to be able to gauge as a coach, what people can hear and what they can't hear as well. And that's also honoring you and them. So if you can give people what they can hear and what they can work with in that moment, then you're giving the value to them of, you know, if you're giving them what they can receive, then they're gonna value what you have to offer. If you start over giving, they get confused and they actually start to think they didn't really get much out of it. I I remember having, this is about eight years ago. I was doing some energy work on somebody who came in and uh, it was a gentleman and I worked on him. And within about five minutes, he completely like went into the zone was snoring and his body started going into convulsions, like of like orgasmic convulsions. And his body was like having, and he was like I didn't feel anything and I was like whoa I just overgave I I got it in that moment um, that I overgave I totally did so when you do overgive some people don't even know that you did anything so that's something to just keep in mind right that you might witness this and go whoa that was phenomenal (laughs) that was really phenomenal and um, they're like, I didn't, I didn't notice anything. So, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just to be aware of, uh, of when you're in the process of working with people to also be conscious of you kind of getting carried away with excitement, right? You're working with somebody new, they get excited, you get excited, or even somebody you've been working with prior. Sometimes the level of excitement is in there, especially with coaching. You're like, yes, ideas, ideas. And if you're like, if you love watching people change and have like excitement, sometimes you're like, oh, if you like that, here's this. And you start like bringing out things from 20 years ago and 50 years ago and things you did when you were two. And you know, when you start bringing out everything you ever know, and they're just like, whoa, they just get like glazed over because, you know, you've, you've just overdone it. You just fried them to the max. And when you fry people to the max, that's neither a kindness to you or them. It just isn't because they are overwhelmed with information. They don't even know what to do with it. I was recently asked by, uh, it's actually my cousin. She's like, well, when you work with people, like, what do you do? I said, well, I'm happy to share this with you because it's taking me years to get this. Is that most people can handle one or two tools maximum in a coaching session if that. Sometimes all they can really get out of the coaching session is to get clear with what their targets are for the next coaching section. So, or session or section, depends on how you do it. Some people do them in sections, like they have sections of four and whatever. So (laughs) yes, there's a my uh, my friend and producer and owner of Inspired Choices Network. Also, she's a business coach, says in the chat room that people need to hear things 400 times to hear it. Yes, repeat, review, repeat. No kidding. It's why we have commercials that play for 100 times. And as she said once in a class too, and I heard this, and I heard this the first time she said it because it was hilarious. Um, in Canada, we have this ad for something called Marineland. And the same ad Exactly. The same ad goes on and on every year since I was probably, I remember this when I was four, everyone loves marine land. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows this. And it has been around for over 40 years, over 40 years. And why? We still need to hear it, people. And we need to hear these things repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Why? Because we're adorable and half the time we're not present. So that's another thing is why I mentioned earlier, I love when clients are present, they can be present and they, that's beautiful and you can be present with them. So can you actually be present with the person that, um, that you're coaching? Cause if you can't, then you need to let them go and let them know. So we are about to go to commercial. You're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network. And we'll be right back from this commercial break. copulating for consciousness and pleasuring on purpose. 21 days of sexual magicism with sensual movement artist, Malice Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows and so much more graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live Take a peek at www.MalitsaYelanić.com.
0: How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. with central movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight I'm talking to my coaches out there for, especially to sex and intimacy coaches and relationship coaches as we come across some pretty interesting challenges in our work for sure that are not necessarily always things that other coaches come across like life coaches or holistic health coaches or uh, in the holistic health coaching side of my business. I've never been asked by anybody if I will have sex with them in my sex and intimacy side of my coaching on at least a weekly basis i have somebody who approaches me thinking that that is the element that is like what i do for a living so it's fascinating i'm um, like hmm. so, so coaching like when you have a coach for for school for sports you know they teach you how to do the sport right they're not actually doing the sport on you like um yeah so with coaching, sex and intimacy coaching is showing you tips, tools, and different methods to have greater pleasure and to give you a lot of education. It's really about being an educator in so many ways. So that is something that um, I like to be really clear on. And <laughs> thank you for the offers, but none of you so far have come up with the cash. Unfortunately, none of you have come up with the cash to be able to afford that. So there you go. And so what I talked about before break was honor, honoring your t- time, honoring your client's time, your client honoring your time, and you honoring your time, and you honoring their time, and all the variations thereof. Honoring especially the time, and honoring the work as well. So uh, you know, I've been in in different courses, and I've taught courses where people have kind of like given away the information that I've taught to other people, and they. They are just like, Oh yeah, just take this. And I took this class from her and take this. I'm like, wait a second. This is my product. And you just gave it away for free honor the people who create this stuff and pay them for it. So on numerous occasions, I've, I've even been offered stuff and I'm like, okay, let, let me at least give something in for this deal. it's always nice, and and sometimes you are going to somebody who's a coach who happens to have these tools because they've taken something that's a little different because that's coming. Your coach is actually coaching you on that, which is a little bit different. But you know, if you're like hanging out with your buddies and you're like, hey, I just took this class and it was like $500, like you can just take it for free. That's that's really not fair, for lack of a better word, um, to the people who created that content. So honor that too. At least I do. Um, So gratitude is a big one for me too, is I look at the people that I work with. And I think to me, one of the most valuable things that I get out of my work is when I get gratitude from people. And there's, there are two people on uh, with me tonight in the chat room who are always grateful for me and forever sending me notes of gratitude. And I appreciate both of you so much. And I I do get um, notes of gratitude from other clients as well. And um, I have to say that the gratitude notes to me are like worth uh, as much or more money than I could ever get. So those are the best. And so gratitude too comes in the form of the client themselves being grateful for choosing the work with you and for you being grateful for them also. It's, um, you know, them choosing it, them choosing you, all the gratitude can go around. And part of that gratitude actually lands you into like acknowledging things about yourself. Like, I'm so grateful because wow, I have really had some changes go on. I'm really grateful for um, the support or whatever. So I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to have the gratitude for 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 each other. You know, I'm grateful like every time I get paid I like well if it's cash I like hold the money actually I think I got like I have the cash here no I actually put it in my uh, purse but sometimes I'll like have it out and like I'll have it on the massage table for a while and I'll like lie on it when my client's gone and I'll like touch it and I'll be like wow this feels so nice I'm so grateful thank you so much for for paying me and i'm like so grateful for the money and i think it makes for me i'm very tangible so having cash in hand is really lovely and i can hold it and like really feel it um and then when i do see it like come in say for like paypal or something i'll open it i'll actually like open that you've received a paypal i'll open it and i'll like feel it out and i'll be like thank you so much for paying me i'm so grateful for for your contribution to my life so It's lovely to hold. It is really lovely to hold cash. So when you do get, even if it's coming in electronically, you can still open up your EMTs and your PayPal's and whatever, and just like be with that energy and like really present with the, wow, I just received money. I'm so grateful. Like how lucky am I to have a life where I get to do what I love and people benefit from it. And I get paid for this and I'm so grateful. And this money, you know, contributes to a roof over my head, food in my belly, and all the things I require to be alive and continue this work. I'm so grateful for it. I'm getting a little choked up thinking about it. And so it is um, it is one of those things that I find is like, it can be really um, intensely touching. Like I've had in, in my life, I I worked with um, a woman who, I was like, so she she died last year. Uh, She was like, she said that I was like a daughter to her. And every time she gave me money, even though I didn't really know, like, fully her financial situation until about three days before she died, when she decided to reveal to me how much money she had for some reason. (laughs) And um, I was like, I don't know why you're telling me this. But um, she would give me money, she would go off to like, bingo and every time she would win that bingo she would bring money to me and she would give it to me and she'd she'd just say i want you to have this and sometimes it was like an 80 dollars tip or 150 dollars tip and i was like whoa um this is like you know a 73 year old woman living on um her pension and her husband's pension she's like i have money don't worry i want to give this to you and, and she's like i have fun winning this for you because you don't go to bingo but i do but i have fun winning it for you and then she would give it to me and I would just like hold it. And she's like, she said, all I, all I would really like in exchange is for, te- for you to tell me stories of what you do with the money. And I was like, okay. So like the first time I think it was like, I took the money and I took my family out to dinner. And she was like, oh, that's amazing. I can't really like eat food out at restaurants because she's, she was allergic to a lot of food. She had a lot of uh, food sensitivities. And then, um, then the next time I bought something for my daughter and she was like so happy that um, to hear the stories so that for her was like her way of receiving back was to hear the stories of what I did with that. Um, And it's always lovely and I'm always like so grateful for it I think some people think I'm stunned, but usually when I'm just standing there, I'm just holding it. Even if I, you know, I've, I've had clients who have given me like envelopes and I just hold it and they're probably like, well, open it. And I'm like, I, I'm just holding this. Like I'm grateful for whatever this is a card. A, you know, sometimes it's, it's like a thank you card. And sometimes it's like a gift card. Sometimes it's like actual, like people will send me um, actual mail with like um, connections and recommendations to, To other clients like it's people are old with that sometimes I'm like oh look it's like a connection how cool is that so that's lovely and having um having that gratitude for everybody knowing that like whatever their situation is like you know you might have somebody who um who needs to work on a sliding scale and that's not something I generally recommend for clients because people will like bullshit that a lot but um there's a woman that I worked with probably for 15 years and um, but I've never raised her rates in 15 years and I know financially I know where I know where she's at and she's always been grateful um, for the work I've done for her too so whenever I get paid from her I'm just always like thank you so much like I know how I know how much this money means to you and that money means 10 times more to me so I can see it in people when when it's like they're coming and they're like, this means a lot to me to, to be coming to you. And it means a lot to me to be able to get um, whatever work that I am offering them at the time. So the, I think gratitude is uh, highly undervalued and underrated. And it's for me, one of the biggest and best ways to feel good about my work and to be able to keep going with my work and To have clients, like they get so excited that I'm grateful back, um, which is funny to me, but that's just like lovers, right? Like I say, I'm like, be grateful for your lover, you know, thank them for letting you give them a blowjob or oral sex or something. It generally surprises the crap out of your lover. Um, However, it's such a beautiful gift that they allow you to give to their body and receive from their body. So it's no different when it comes to clients allowing you to work with them like thank you for allowing me to work with you it it is like an honor it's such an honor that people actually trust enough and trust deeply to allow you to be in their life and that's the next part we'll be talking about is trust because trust is very important in uh, coaching with especially with um, any relationships that involve like things with intimacy and intimacy includes like your business in this as well so you need to have have coaches you trust for business for your health for your life for your spiritual growth for all of that so you you want to look for people that you trust and you want to trust your clients as well to not go around and say shit uh, which I did have one client once go around and say that I was doing something for him that I absolutely wasn't Um, and when I got really clear with him one day and said you got to stop lying about this shit he never came back amazing anyway True story. So we're going to head to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial.
0: Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Jelanić. Where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email Info at Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today I'm speaking with my coach, coaches out there in the world, especially the sex and intimacy coaches and relationship coaches, because we do come across some interesting things in our line of work. Uh, so one of the things that I mentioned before break was trust. Um, so Trust is a few things uh, in this case. So trust for me in this is that I require trusting myself with my client that I'm going to be able to maintain um, all boundaries that are required. And I'm going to call them boundaries because it does feel like sometimes you got to really draw the line in the sand when it comes to sex and intimacy coaching, because people tend to try and angle their way into things. <laughs> so... It's fascinating work, and I love it actually. And it's just like really gets me to go, yeah, no, that's you're nope, you're not doing that right here, right now. All right, let's try something else. So, always interesting work for sure. And um, there, you know, there's a definite requirement to have trust that you're that when you are coaching that you're you are safe with your client and you need to trust that your client will have discretion and not go around like you know if you don't trust your client to you know if your client's going to go off and say shit about you that's whatever they can say whatever they want truly um, but if you look if you're like working with them and you're like yeah this person's a Uh, you know, sneak and they're like trying to do shit and they're trying to like destroy my practice. Yeah. You need to be aware of that and just say, end the session and say, yeah, thanks. I don't think this is working right now. Um, Maybe I need to recommend you to somebody else or nobody else. So you have the choice in all matters, especially uh, when it comes to trusting your knowing And then trusting that you know what you know about your client as well. Like if you know that your client is always half an hour late and that's just who they are, then you might want to like create schedule when you say to them, okay, your appointment's at 1.30, but you actually like put them in for two because you know that what you tell them and when they show up is um, different. And in some people, I have the opposite where they always show up 15 minutes early So when you know that about people, you tend to get to know their trend, you can absolutely work with trusting your knowing about them and and work with that. So trust is a really big one. Uh, Trusting in your work as well that you know what you're doing. And if you don't trust that you know what you're doing, it may be a good time to go back and get some more training. Um, maybe get some more coaching on your own as well and get some more training as well. So all of those things would be valid ways to get more trust in your work for sure. And maybe also doing some personal work on yourself because it may be deeper than that. and may have to do with some things in your life where you just don't trust period. There is no level of trust. So that's okay too. It's a good time to look at it. So we also have two more things I'm going to throw in here. So vulnerability is one, which is like allowing, allowing, your client to be vulnerable so try not to stop them or cut them off mid-sentence that is um, often where people will get their backup so being a good listener like i mentioned the very first one being a good listener for your clients is very important and being being willing to be vulnerable as well yourself so that they can feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable around you so usually when my clients come in i kind of try and check like do i have my backup against a wall and if I do what is going on that I would have that like do I do I feel threatened by this client in some way and then if I do what I'll do is I'll I'll get into this place where I feel like I'm like I'll actually bring my energy out I'll get really present and I'll become alpha so that uh, I know that I'm actually in my space doing my thing and they're coming to me to be able to um, trust that I can be that coach and in this particular situation, in these particular situations, I really truly need to be alpha so that I honor myself, my work, and the client as well. And then um, the other part would be allowance, is also a really great one. So, you know, they can say whatever they need to say, and you don't make them right or wrong for it. And you don't make yourself right or wrong for, you know, what you're hearing or whatever. You know, I have a lot of people confess things to me. And I could go, oh, my God, that's so weird and wrong. But it's not. It's just something that they are experiencing. And sometimes it's momentary. Um, if ever is something w- like a where I was thinking this is illegal, what you're talking about, and it's unkind and it's non-consensual. I would first confront them and I would not invite them back. And then I would, if I heard about it again, I would probably connect with the police regarding their um, behavior, but not from a coach's perspective, from concerned neighbor's perspective or something. So it's, um, but I would give them the benefit of the doubt because sometimes people just talk a lot of weird smack because they, they try to uh, see how far they can go. They're trying to push the line and see, You know, if they can break you or something, and usually if they try something like that, I try and outbreak them by suggesting even weirder things that they might want to look into. And they usually like, ah, you're gross. I'm like, good, good. So we went from you being absolutely perverted to me grossing the crap out of you. Awesome, because I can do that. (laughs) So um, perversion to me is a non-consensual act. So that's what I'm referring to when I say that there's no consent involved in perversion. Just want to be clear on that. So there are other, there are other fun perverts that is consensual perversion, but in that case, I was talking non-consensual. So I think there's a few things there to look at from as a coach, from a coaching perspective, so that you can be clear on like whether your clients are working for you. There are always those questions to ask too about, you know, their targets and what would they like to get out of the sessions and all those sort of things. <clears throat> and those are pretty standard things you learn in coaching um, as well just how to navigate your coaching sessions and I think there is needs to be more conversation on how to choose your clients and using some of these tools on how to choose your clients so that you can gauge whether this relationship is a relationship that will work for you and for them too to look at some of the things I talked about last week to see if you know you as a coach work for them it's always a as a relationship, there's both of you involved and both of you will have different perspectives and different needs and different requirements that come out of this. And I think if you can get anything out of this call tonight is to know that it really comes down to pretty simply, let's start with the conversation and see where things go from there. So for next week, I have a show all about Evolved and I hope that is gonna be fun and interesting for those of you who experienced that, we're gonna find some more Thank you for
0: listening to The Pleasure Zone,